Welcome back to Caught Monologuing. I'm Ryan Kunzer. And I'm Errol Koenig. And together we're doing this podcast. Yes, well, not not you this time. Unfortunately, no. No, because you are a loser and don't watch fun things. You mean the Iron Fist, right? It was a lot of fun from what I've heard. I Well, that is true. Um, <laughs> but this episode we're going to be talking all about uh, The Defenders and Game of Thrones. Um, which both uh, Defenders had their first season and Game of Thrones had their seventh season, both deserving of lengthy conversations. Mm -hmm. Um, But you have not watched either of them. This is correct. Uh, So we're going to be bringing in uh, our friend Alex, uh, who you may remember from the Iron Fist episode, the Iron Fist Legion uh, Legion episode we did a while back. Yep. Um, And we're going to be talking all about all that fun stuff uh, in Game of Thrones and Defenders. But before that, two things we need to cover. First is the awesome new theme music at the beginning of this episode. Huge shout out to Details Details, the greatest techno band of all time. If you want, you can check out their music on iTunes and SoundCloud. Um, but also, unfortunately, no news this week. Since it has been uh, quite a while, yes. there's been a lot of news yes, there since our last podcast. Lots of time has passed between our last episode. Thank you, Summer. Um, yep. And I'm not referring to the dire wolf in Game of Thrones, Ao, because <laughs> she's dead. Um, <laughs> that happened like t- last season. Yeah. So if you're not, co- I feel like I should give a spoiler warning for that. You should just bleep it out, and then we can just leave the rest of this conversation in. Yeah. Anyway. Yeah. It's been a while. It has been a while, and there is so much news that we uh, need to get to. Um, And, uh, uh, well, Alex and I already recorded our part of the episode, um, which is pretty great, but we went a little bit long. And given how much news and all the discussions that I know we're going to have about stuff that happened from a couple weeks ago to stuff that, you know, happened, you know, just this past week, you know, from the Netflix, Disney situation all the way uh to taylor swift taking over the world um yep, our new overlord yes exactly exactly but we'll get to that um in our episode next week um so yeah we're just going to talk about defenders game of thrones and we will be back with uh next week with uh tons and tons of news yep all the news all the news from the late summer so stay tuned if you want to catch up on the latest happenings mm-hmm all right. Yeah. So here is uh, my conversation with Alex. Uh, yeah. Bye. So Alex, thank you so much for joining me. Yeah. Uh, happy to be here. Yeah. Uh, so let's talk about some defenders. Ooh, let's do it. Uh, overall thoughts from the show. Actually, before we get into it. Oh yeah. Uh, spoiler warning. Spoiler. There's all the spoilers, spoilers. will be spoiled. Uh, so they'll be so spoiled as to be rotten. Exactly, exactly. Um, so yeah, we're gonna get into all sorts of spoilers for both this and Game of Thrones, which we will get to uh, soon after our discussion of the Defenders. Yeah, um, both will be filled with spoilers. So if you haven't seen either of uh, these shows, um, come back another day uh, and listen to it once you have, uh, or you can listen to it anyway. Um, I would not suggest that. Um, but then again, listening to me talk might be better than 
honestly than certain parts of either of those shows yeah (laughs) (laughs) well we'll get into that um but yeah defenders alex thoughts oh all right so um overall i really like the show uh i think it had overall a really good cast um the premise was sort of fun it was a little sort of ridiculous i do appreciate that they didn't uh just like take four people throw them together and in the first episode say hey here you're a team you have to go do a thing right i do appreciate that they sort of took the time to to really weave together the characters in a little bit more of a an understandable and realistic fashion which i really liked Mm -hmm. yeah uh danny rand man danny danny rand what about danny oh he's just it he is the most cliched character on the show. He, mm-hmm. you, I mean, you can really reduce him to like, I am the Iron Fist. I am the Iron Fist. I am the Iron Fist. He's kind of like Groot. Well, he has one phrase. I think you're right, but he only says it in his monotone, kind of angry voice. This is true. This is true. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> there's, there's, I'm giving too much expression to him. Um, but yeah, no, I, I don't know. He he was kind of killing the show for me. Uh, he he made watching chunks very unenjoyable. He there was very little character motivation. It seemed like um, mm-hmm. there were random like outbursts and like spats of emotion that just sort of would come out of nowhere and didn't really have like mm-hmm. a place in the show. Whereas by flip side, I think you know Luke Cage, uh, Jessica Jones, Daredevil, all these characters had these really well rounded motivations and yeah. backstories and. You know, you really could feel the tension between different characters mm-hmm. um, throughout the show that really had that history. Yeah. Um, whereas I, yeah, and I, I'm a little, I'm a little disappointed that um, Colleen and uh, I'm forgetting her name now. Unfortunately, the nurse. Um, uh, Claire Temple. There, uh, Claire Temple. Uh, they seemed very sidelined in the entire show, other than like a brief, like four or five minute discussion for each of them about how they felt sidelined in their respective uh, male counterparts' yeah. lives, which uh, <laughs> just it just seemed a little uh, um, did not did not make use of characters that are pretty good and, yeah. and would have been better to round out the show. Yeah. So I uh, my thoughts on the show, and I guess I'll just kind of respond to your thoughts yeah, because yeah. you covered I guess the general base of the show. Um, I did like how they brought all the characters in mm-hmm. um, with a somewhat organic um, way where they each are following their own story, which all just happened to be the same thing. And that's it forced them to be a team rather than, you know, forcing them to be like, like, like yeah, the, their circumstances force them to be a team rather than the show forcing right. the team to happen. Yeah, you can, you can feel the motivation in the story forcing them yeah. together. That being said, uh, in the first episode, it's not necessarily a complaint because I didn't hate it, but um, I could def. I felt like each in the first episode, it was four different shows mm-hmm. intercut with each other. Yes, like each show had a different feel, had the feeling of, you know, Jessica Jones felt like Jessica. Excuse me, felt like Jessica Jones. Luke Cage felt like Luke Cage. Mm-hmm. You know, Daredevil felt like Daredevil. And Iron Fist felt nothing. Um, (laughs) No, but, like, I... And it it felt like, you know, 
they were still in some sense you know forcing these in the very beginning like they were forcing the story to happen yeah um you know and it like it didn't feel necessarily right but and on top of all of that probably not even a complaint but something that i think didn't necessarily work super well is i felt like each of the characters were diet versions mm-hmm. of themselves mm-hmm. like jessica jones and luke cage in this series proved to me that they're ridiculously awesome characters and that yeah. i'm really excited um for season two of both of their shows uh danny rand he was there too um and actually even uh uh you know matt murdoch daredevil mm-hmm. not like i like i i get it but i felt like compared to like his you know the daredevil solo shows mm-hmm. we got to really go in and get all that good stuff out of him and this time it was didn't feel forced but like it would just yeah the the internal conflict that you really see in the show mm-hmm. did it felt very watered down the yeah. defenders um so that that was tough but that being mm-hmm. said the show had to find a balance of how to get all of these characters uh, together yeah, in the same sure. show make it make sense i thought they did an okay job of it not perfect and if they wanted to get into more depth with these characters they could have extended it out to make it a 13 episode season um but as we have learned from all the other all the other shows the 13 episodes is too much yep i think the pacing of this show was by far the best of all of them i was never at least less so than the other ones i never felt like all right let me just power through these four more episodes and then i'll be at the end it's it's i just kind of all i got through it in one sitting and i d- didn't feel like I needed to have multiple breaks. Danny Rand didn't annoy me nearly as much as he did you. Yeah, I actually thought I... Danny Rand, although not a great character, mm. uh, was much better in this than he was in uh, than, than he was in his own show. And you know that's not saying much, mm-hmm. um, but I thought that was the case. The I think the biggest example in episode one or two when he meets luke cage for the first time and they're fighting and there was like this whole within their fight this you know conversation about privilege and mm-hmm. like i thought that yeah. was like really good and really i guess kind of apologizing for Danny rand being danny rand mm-hmm. um and you know luke cage saying you know there's better than this crap yeah um so i thought that was really good and the rest of the show danny was you know yeah, I mean, there, it's, it's but... funny you mentioned that scene because actually when I saw that scene, I was really excited because mm-hmm. I was like, oh, this is great. They're going to take this character. They're going to actually, you know, um, mm-hmm. proverbially knock some sense into him. Yeah. Um, and then I felt like that momentum that came out of that scene just went nowhere. I um, agree. I... Which I think is a really huge missed opportunity because I think especially um, just with, with such a not, I don't want to say like such a complicated issue, but with with it being, I think more in the forefront of of everybody's minds nowadays, it seemed yeah. like it was kind of a almost a little bit of a callous way to like have the one off of, you know, people butting heads over it and then just never talk, pretend it's you know not as not sort of pretend it resolved, but that it's not 
it's not something that should be revisited, I guess. Yeah, it's. I agree. They probably could have done more with that, and it would have been much more interesting than what they had Danny doing. But that being said, in this show, I thought Danny was funnier than he was in his. Like he had a little bit of a sense of humor. Mm. Like he kind of came off as like you know a rich kid being an arrogant you know rich kid but like in the fun kind of arrogance a little bit more so than mm. in his own show where it's like i'm arrogant and all this stuff should be happening for me and mm. it's not it's my company but it's yeah you know and all that the crap that was the iron fist tv show i felt like it was a lighter version of danny um and i thought that worked a lot better mm-hmm. um in this show you know and by a lot better, it's still not a great character and still yeah. has a lot of things to do. And we'll see in season two of yeah. uh, Iron Fist if it happens. Yeah. If they can improve on it. But Yeah, and I think I think a lot of a lot of that or certainly to some extent for me a little bit was that um Colleen is a very almost redeeming character for him yeah. in a lot of ways. And I think having her largely sidelined in the show did not help that situation. Yeah, well, I mean, my biggest problem in the Iron Fist TV show wasn't even Danny as terrible as he was. It was that at the end, or close to the end of the show, is they took away all agency from the one good character. Yep. And this show, they gave it back, but, mm-hmm. you know, she didn't have a big enough part. That being said, yeah. they had no other choice. They had these four shows that have this just humongous you know bank full of characters that Mm. they can use and that would be really interesting to you know see how they react and all that stuff um and what they did is they just forced them all into a police station together (laughs) that was the and i'm not saying that that's necessarily a bad thing it's just they had so much um to like they had so many characters that they mm-hmm. had to acknowledge existed mm-hmm. that they couldn't, you know, just forget about for mm-hmm. the episode. And you know, at at the end of the day, all of these great secondary characters that make the other shows didn't get as much, I guess, runway as, yep. as yeah. they do in in the shows where only yeah. there's only one star and with more episodes and i guess that's sort of the flip side right of taking so long to bring the characters together in yeah. such an organic fashion is that you don't have that time to explore the secondary characters as much yeah um because that did take like two and a half episodes i think before yeah. they actually finally all met each other even. yeah before they got to the uh, chinese restaurant yeah exactly um so it's which as far as ridiculous scenes goes i think is is pretty excellent yeah um... <laughs> i mean i think the show had a bunch of ridiculousness yeah. Um, that worked. Mm-hmm. Also, a bunch of ridiculousness that was less so. Yeah. Um, I went into the show. I think especially after Iron Fist, kind of tired of the hand. I didn't realize that was the case. Mm-hmm. But like, it just felt like more of the same. You know, yeah. because we got Daredevil season two and season one of Iron Fist with so much hand stuff. Mm-hmm. That's not what I meant. Yeah. Um, <laughs> no, with so much stuff battling the hand, um, that this just felt a little bit like more of the same. Yeah. And to quote Jessica Jones, uh, when you came into my life three years ago bringing all this kung fu crap. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 
So it's it's a little ridiculous um, with how some of it's played out, but mm-hmm. I don't know. It's, it's and it, it was fine, and I didn't have any huge problems with it. Uh, but it was just it felt played out. I'm excited to see what if if they do a Defenders mm-hmm. season two, um, or even what's going to happen in Daredevil season three or Iron yep. Fist. Like now that the hand is gone, maybe gone-ish. Yeah, we'll see what. Well, if Matt, wh- where they take it. Yeah, I mean, if Matt made it out, one has to ask who else made it out. Yeah, my guess would be Electra, because they were there was the two people. Yeah. Well, also the there. the old woman from the hand was down there. That's true. So I also had a problem with Madame Gao in this show. In all of the other shows, mm-hmm. she was like almost a god. That like she yeah. had this cockiness about her, mm-hmm. and in this show, she actually no. After this show, we learned that she actually was a god, kind of because she's immortal and all that, mm-hmm. like, almost immortal. Um, not anymore. Maybe? Not any. Well, mm. we'll find out. Yeah. Um. <laughs> but she's afraid of Sigourney Weaver's character. Mm-hmm. And not that I have any problem with Sigourney Weaver's character, and I thought Sigourney Weaver did a fine job. Yep. I love Sigourney Weaver. Yep. The character didn't do yeah. much for me. Yeah. Um. But Madame Gao, who I thought would have been more of a presence, more of a force. Maybe more manipulating behind everyone's back, which she was mm-hmm. a little bit, but I didn't feel yeah. like it was enough. Didn't get the same feeling from her as I did in, you know, of course, the Daredevils and Iron Fist, but to a lesser extent, Iron Fist, because she was kind of locked up and whatever. Yeah, I think what was interesting about Alexandra mm-hmm. um, was there, there that whole relation, this whole almost like parent child relationship that she kept trying to have with uh Electra's character mm-hmm. or uh, uh black uh, black sky black sky um yeah. but I, I don't know I, I definitely feel like there wasn't there wasn't any context for it in a way and so it just sort of yeah. felt very like uh not impactful um and, I agree. And so especially, especially when Electra betrays her, right, and and, and lobs off her head proverbially, um, mm-hmm. it doesn't really feel as impactful because it's there's there that that uh, parent-child relationship didn't feel like it ever actually happened or was cultivated or really was real. Yeah, and it's an, another I guess problem with having all these characters that mm-hmm. they need to get to and yeah. having a shortened season. Um, and again, I don't want to complain about the shortened seasons. I actually I like the eight episode format mm-hmm. yep. because we got to get in, get out. We got like I didn't feel like it dragged like every other show did. Um, I don't think it was the best show, which mm-hmm. I, I think Jessica Jones and the first half of Luke Cage are the best. Um, but all of those shows drag, and this was the first one that I felt didn't as much. Um, so I'm not complaining about that part, but it's, you know, it's a trade-off. You get less meaningful, less impactful show. I think getting Sigourney Weaver might have been stunt casting. Mm. Um, and not saying that because she's not great, but I think the character, it would I think it might have been better 
if instead of having Sigourney Weaver in that top role, maybe put Madame Gao in that top role. Yeah. And then the scene where uh, Elektra stabs her in the back, that would have been so much more, more impactful. Yeah. Because yep. that's a character that we've already grown to know and, mm-hmm. you know, I guess love for mm-hmm. however we feel about her. Appreciate, it's, yeah. Exactly, definitely. appreciate. Yeah. That would have been so much better. That being said, that was the one time in the show that it had that surpri- not surprising death, but like mm. I feel like every sh- every show in this or almost every show in this Marvel TV or Netflix, they have a moment where you have to go, holy crap, <laughs> what just happened? Like I think in Daredevil season one. When um, uh, Fisk, you know, smashes that guy's head in the car, mm-hmm. it's like you know what this show is. This show's happening. Mm-hmm. That that's mm-hmm. what this show is about. Holy crap! Yeah, you know, in Luke Cage, it's you know when Cottonmouth, you know, goes in the mm-hmm. second episode. Like it, it has like these moments um, that really define the show. This is the one that did it for this show. Mm-hmm. It's the one where it's like, oh my god. That being said, it wasn't as impactful if it was done in a different way. I think it could have been better. Also, keeping it in the realm of the hand, why bring back Bakudo? Yeah. Like, really? (laughs) Yeah, it didn't, it just did not seem necessary. Yeah. Yeah. It's, like, I get it. Give him as put him as the fifth member to go off and actually fourth member because the fifth member was the black guy that they killed off yep and to be halfway through the show yep um but no but uh they put bakudo have him be the person that all the side characters have to deal with Mm -hmm. um which they do uh and colleen finally gets her moment against bakudo but Mm -hmm. again that's kind of backtracking all of the stuff that happened in the Iron Fist TV show, which yep. kind of lessens, you know, the impact of that, and yeah, it definitely, it definitely feels a little bit rehashing stuff that we've already, I don't want to say dealt with, but vi- certainly revisiting very recent stuff, which is, I think, challenging. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's a, I don't know, it's, it felt unnecessary to have Bakudo in there, mm-hmm. I mean, other than to add to, yeah, other storylines and stuff. Another thing, so Bakudo, yeah, he brought upon the part of the show that made me the most excited, uh, which I think happened in episode eight. It was when he was fighting uh, with the lady squad, mm-hmm. uh, all the side characters yep. that happened to be in the building for some reason. Mm-hmm. He happened to come across Misty Knight, and he chopped her arm off. Yes. This made me so excited, like so excited, because in the comics, Misty Knight is known or is uh, known for having a bionic arm. Oh, yeah. And which also brings me to the news, because today mm-hmm. on the internet they released a picture, the first picture mm-hmm. of Misty Knight with her, with. with a fake arm holding a gun in it which i don't i mean Ooh. it's 
so as of now, it's not like the bionic arm that like turns into a gun or whatever. I don't, I don't, I don't know what the bionic arm does in the comics. Mm. Regardless, it's a bionic arm and it's really cool. Um, and I'm excited to see it in mm-hmm. Luke Cage season two. Uh, but she has it. Yep. And it's like it always it went all the way back to you know Luke Cage, um, where there was a moment where her arm. Like when she was like badly hurt in her arm and she was like bleeding out, mm-hmm. I thought that was going to be it. Turns out it wasn't. But this this is a real deal. Mm-hmm. We're going to get Misty Knight in full, Ooh, yeah. full blown bionic arm awesomeness. Hopefully by the end of next season of Luke Cage. Mm-hmm. So I'm very excited about that. Nice. Yeah. I that I so I didn't actually know that. That's yeah. actually really fun. Yeah. Ooh. That'd be an interesting way to play with the characters too. Yeah. Uh, so good. Huh. Yeah, there's a little yeah. so I'm excited then because uh I'm well I was really looking forward of course to the next season anyways of Luke Cage, but this yeah. just makes me more excited. So Yeah, because happy. I mean going back, Luke Cage is season two. I hope it's good. Mm-hmm. But like this show just reminded me how awesome he is. Yeah. Um so yeah, he's just such a powerful character too. As just a you know, uh, as a character that has so much solid backstory and just yeah. history with with the city and with the people and the characters. That is just, I don't know. Yeah, he he. It reminds me of of how solid of a character choice he was to have in the show too. Yeah, and um, I feel like he is, in a sense, kind of like the Captain America, mm-hmm. Superman of the group, where yeah. he does good for goodness sake yep um and it's something that can you know kind of contrast with like jessica jones who does good to well i mean she also kind of does it for good but like it's her motivations are very different and Mm -hmm. like he's the like he's very pure in how he does it Mm -hmm. um you know he's the one that kind of is like a folk hero Yep. Um, you know, to all of, you know, to all of Harlem and frankly New York and yeah. Years of, and I, I do appreciate, you know, they play with that a little bit because especially with the yeah. building scene where they're you know, planning to blow up the building, he's like the only one arguing against this as like a wait a minute, you know, let's be very like let's take a moment and realize what we're doing here. We're blowing up a building. Yeah. <laughs> right. Like not just very gung ho. Yeah. No, I I think it's a good. Um, definitely an awesome character so that's good also on the opposite end jessica jones is awesome um yes. but yeah uh let's see let's get back to the actual show other mm, than mm. just raving about yeah sorry half of the characters um, <laughs> okay so stick mm. he died in the show and this was i guess supposed to be the big death that carries throughout I have to admit, it did not feel like I cared as much. Same. <laughs> I mean, I, it might just be that stick was kind of played out in, mm-hmm. you know, Daredevil, but it just kind of... It's just like when, when you have a character like that that appears in every single show in some form, or like he just, he has tendrils just as much as Madame Gao yeah. uh, does in all the shows. It's like... Yeah, and, and like, and the thing is, Scott Glenn is really good at playing stick, but mm-hmm. at the same time, it's one of those with where if there's too much of it, yeah, you know, could take it or leave it, and 
in this case, you know, it worked out to bite him in the butt. Yep. And got him killed and all that. So, yeah. whatever. It's, you could, I, I would have liked if that was a bigger death. If that was a more emotional death. But mm-hmm. at the, you know, I, I figured out why it wasn't as good. Because right before he did that, he drugged Luke and he did a stupid mm-hmm. thing. Um, and or he did something bad that we weren't rooting for that we thought was a bad idea that mm-hmm. fans didn't get behind. And then right after he did that, that's when he was killed. Yep. Didn't. So we didn't have an emotional connection to him. Like he's kind of good, kind of bad. And it wasn't like we were rooting for him to stick around. It's also very un- like I think part of the problem with the character of having a character like that is that the motivations of the character are not always clear. And that's sort of the point, right? Yeah. Of the character. But I think the inherent challenge of that is then you don't really care as much about the character because yeah. you don't know what their motivations are. You don't, you can't get behind their agency because it feels like their agency is always changing in a yeah. way. Uh, and so that's why I think that I, I definitely agree with your assessment that it, it, the death mm-hmm. I think was supposed to be more impactful than it was. Yeah. Like in Daredevil season one, totally blanking on the name of the reporter. Mm-hmm. Um, but you know which one I'm yes, talking yeah. about. Uh, like an episode, you know, probably around, I think it was 10. Mm-hmm. Um, where Fisk, you know, kills a reporter who's been helping, you know, Danny and I think also Karen. Mm-hmm. Or not Danny, uh, Matt and Karen. Uh, and he's killed in like a really emotional way because we've grown to really yep. like this character. Yeah. And that, I think, is what the stick death uh, should have felt like. It didn't. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I can see that. Um, so it's like th- this show, I think hurt itself by being eight episodes long, but at the same time, it also helped itself. It's, it's just how the other shows have worked. Like, I think all of the other shows, mm-hmm. I think probably would have been a better move is have every other show be eight episodes and have the defenders be 13 or 10. Hmm. Because I think all of the other shows feel five episodes too long. Or maybe not five, but at least three episodes too long. And I think if you shorten all of the other ones when you have less characters to play with and give, if you have these more characters, you can go a little bit deeper. You can Mm -hmm. get a little bit more of an emotional connection to some of the characters. You could have even introduced a new character and then kill them off and have us have more of a connection to them. Um, it was just the type of thing where there wasn't enough that we cared about when they, you know, when they decided to kill off the characters that they did. It would have, it might have been better if they killed off. It would have, it would have been better if they killed off Electra, which they kind of did. But mm. like, if they, well, they did it once already, right? Yeah. I mean, <laughs> and let's be honest, that was much better yep. than. Like if if they had her, you know, finally begin to come around, mm-hmm. and then Madame Gao came with like a dagger or something like that, like that would have been cool. Or Kane like stabbed her just through the chest. Exactly. Yeah. Uh, in you know, kind of, maybe even mimic the way that she stabs Green. Like that could have been cool. Mm, I, yeah. 
It, that would have been very interesting, yeah. but I it think they they picked their spots. And again, this is a very enjoyable show. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, that I think compared to a lot of other shows, it's it's just fun. You can get through it. It's easy. It's 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 good. Yep. But you know, well, with the caveat that if you hated Iron Fist, you are going to have to take breaks in between. Yes, the the episodes because it's challenging sometimes to get their sections. Yeah, yeah, but you know it's no, yeah. So all right, I think speaking of lots of people dying, yeah, or or how about this? Oh, let's go from just regular defenders to people who defend the North. Oh, 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 oh. there we go. Um, <laughs> well, they unfortunately might have their job cut out for them because uh, <laughs> it's a small army marching south. Oh yeah, again, Game of Thor- uh, Game of Thrones. We were talking about that. Spoilers. Yeah, lots of them. So almost as spoiled as the Night King. Yes, Aww. he's he's very <laughs> spoiled. <laughs> or he's spoiled. Yeah, he's like rotten. He'll eat old. Actually, he's not run. He takes care of himself. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he has good hygiene. Yeah. So he, it spoiled us like spoiled like his army. Mm. I was trying. I was going to go with um, the little the boy king. I always forget his name. Joffrey. Joffrey. Spoiled as Joffrey. Yes. Especially now because he's dead and yeah, probably rotting. That'd be fun. Joffrey comes back. Yeah, but this time he turns out to be super nice. <laughs> They just complete 180 for the mm-hmm. character. He actually helps the people, and you know, yeah. Sansa falls in love with him, but like for real this time, <laughs> those blue eyes. Those I can't blue... resist the pools of blue. Yeah. That being said, he already had the blue eyes, so it's... Yeah, this is true. It makes him doubly, doubly blue. Mm-hmm. Anyways, so the finale. Thoughts? I thought the finale was a great way to recover from the two episodes that came before it. Okay. Um, and the reason why I say that is the two episodes that came before it, I would argue are the two worst episodes of the show. I think. Mm. Yeah. Okay. Like, like I... All right, so we're talking about the finale, but we're also talking about Other, all of... The previous episodes, yep. All of season seven and... I know we probably should be talking about the finale because that's what just happened, but we have to address where the finale came from because there was so much yep, stuff sure. to pull. The two episodes that came before it, I thought weren't good because because of because it's a shortened season, they had to get from point A to point B mm-hmm. or point Z because zombies. Um, yep. <laughs> uh, so like the past two episodes. They had to make characters do things they normally wouldn't do. Especially my favorite character, Arya. They had her become stupid. And, mm-hmm. you know, throughout the show, like, she's she's Arya Stark of Winterfell. Like, she has an immense pride for her home. And, like, it, they, they did it in a way where it felt like this isn't Arya. This isn't what it should aria should feel like and mm. we knew because of that they were going to switch it back to get 
to normal Arya by having that whole plot point with Littlefinger turn around mm-hmm. and ha- have it be a twist, even though it was extremely obvious that was happening. Interesting. Because like, I, I, I did not like all the stuff between Arya and Sansa in episodes, you know, six and se- or five and six. Yeah, so it's interesting. Um, I think... I think one of the challenges that the writers have had with yeah. this show is how, especially with their relationship, um, is how do you square characters that have been separated for a very long time mm-hmm. and that we don't maybe always fully remember their entire relationship Yeah, uh, when they return. So, like, for example, another good uh, one of this is... Um, I would be Jamie Lannister and... Uh, Oh, the large night lady. Brienne. Brienne, Brienne, thank you. Uh, like Jamie and Brienne, for example, with that scene at the the dragon pit, right? Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. Like there's this, there's this inherent problem of how to make characters that haven't seen each other for a very long time interact when yeah. people may remember different things from their history. Uh, I also think that at the same time with the Arya thing, it's challenging because her character has changed dramatically since her and Sansa yeah. first and so and Sansa's character has too um and so I do I do think that you know uh it's not a small challenge to bring those two characters together in a way that squares that family history with their current characters and so yeah. I think with that lens on it I understand a little bit why they made the choices that they made yeah no, I, I understand um, why they made mm-hmm, the choices yeah. but I think especially with Arya is you have I actually thought Sansa throughout throughout the season was good. Mm-hmm. I, I thought she was one of the best parts of the season, even throughout the mm-hmm. the lesser episodes. But Arya, who learned how to be like this incredibly smart assassin that kicks ass, does all that cool stuff, mm-hmm. and it's clearly shown in episode four when she gets back to Winterfell and like she fights Brienne and like also that's that was my favorite episode in the entire show yeah that was pretty awesome <laughs> like, like episode four with the loot train mm-hmm. the aria coming back the aria brienne you know fight that was yep. the happiest i've ever been watching yep. game of thrones like i was smiling so much <laughs> during that i guess scrimmage or whatever you want to call it mm-hmm. between aria and brienne it was so wow. great and then also when they had uh, aria and sansa you know, meet for the first time in the, you know, in the crypt. Yep. Uh, outside of their uh, father's, you know, statue. Yep. Like, I felt like that's what we should have gotten from this season, where they're still trying to figure out each other, but they still know that they're sisters. Mm-hmm. And I understand how in season one, they were different because they were kids and mm-hmm. all that. But I felt like Arya has gotten so much... She's grown and gotten so much smarter and Mm -hmm. has learned how people act. She should know... She should... And learn how to read people a little bit more. She should be able to read her sister more. Yeah, I... I I just thought that was handled poorly. Yeah, no, I definitely can see that. And I think think this is where we have to, you know, play a little bit too with the fact that, you know, Arya is also relatively naive still. I mean, kind of just... Not naive, that's a bad word, sorry. Um, 
I mean, I think I know, know what you're talking about. Because she's become an assassin, she might be a little bit too murder happy. Right. There's this, yeah, she, the character has very much changed to one where she's extremely comfortable and casual about killing. Yeah. Um, but still has great difficulty, uh, you know, trusting others and uh, sort of forging those relationships, which makes sense because yeah. that's just. An... Yeah. And, and the, the reason why. I didn't necessarily love this whole thing. It's because also with with Baelish, mm-hmm. um, throughout the show, he's like a master at deceiving people and yep. you know getting people to do what he wants them to do. And in this final season, he does that, but he does it really stupidly. Like he should. I mean, he knows that he has to. If the sisters are on the same time, he's screwed. Mm-hmm. But if the way he goes about turning, you know, Arya on Sansa is not smart, and it makes like this mm. mastermind of deception. Like, I see that they wanted to give him an out. I think maybe it might have been better if they gave him something that would have let him, like, something to distract him that would have made him slip up. Mm. You know, not that he was, had this other. It it felt. Like, and he did an extra two episodes of maybe have one episode between episode four and five where that that relationship begins to break, show something breaking other than uh, Arya being good at fighting Brienne. Yep, because that was the turning point for Sansa, and I didn't feel like that was yeah enough I didn't see of an actual. T- it felt very abrupt. Yes, that uh, is definitely I, true. I think there should have been. I think a shortened season hurt Game of Thrones this year. Mm-hmm. And I think that is... I think if they had an extra two episodes, maybe, maybe not even a full ten, if they had another two episodes where they could have gone through, had a little bit more development, shown a little bit more with... I'm not even asking for more Peter Baelish. Just, he was just... He's a good character that you never want to watch because he's because you hate him. Mm-hmm. And I think, yeah, I think. See, that's the fun thing for me is I think mm-hmm. speaking of that that exact sort of thing where you there's these characters, there's these villains that are so excellent that you, you know, mm-hmm. you just you appreciate the sheer villainy in a way of of their character, right? I yeah. think Cersei is a is a fantastic is the ultimate example of this. Yeah, of course. exactly. Um, I think Baelish is a great example of this too. Mm-hmm. I feel like with this season, a lot of those characters disappeared. Yeah, and, and that's because they had to get to their end game, right? Which is, and um, I think that's why I want the extra two episodes where we can actually see yeah, them. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, do stuff. Sure. Yeah. Um, but I think my concern is is that when you remove all these villainous characters like this, that that actually provide much better agency and motivation for characters in the show mm-hmm. uh you're starting to replace it with this very agencyless, motivationless, generic dark evil zombie horde that is descending from the north of the world yeah um and that's my my big concern with you know them killing off little fingers they remove you know one of the last remaining excellent driven villains in the show yeah. um i think the same thing with cersei with jamie leaving cersei uh in a lot of ways um 
does the exact same sort of type of thing where this villain uh, that is sort of a reluctant, um, like Jamie is this reluctant um, uh, supporter in a way of, yeah. of Cersei's cause, you know, finally does leave. Mm-hmm. Uh, it doesn't, I don't know. It didn't feel like super game changing or uh... I I disagree with that Jamie thing. I mm. thought that was that it was huge because Jamie currently has one of his babies inside of Cersei. Yes. And I think throughout the show mm. he has been so in love with Cersei, so by her side throughout everything. Mm. The fact that he's leaving is actually kind of shocking and i think we'll see next season um what happens with that because there is the prophecy that she will be uh killed by her little brother um which she believes is gonna be Tyrion because he's little Mm -hmm. and also younger Mm -hmm. but don't forget that jamie also came out right after cersei yeah so my theory that has been also like everyone else's theory that's probably going to be Jamie because that's going to be interesting and they have I'm not sure when that's going to happen but I think that's going to be really good and I think this was an important step to getting to that point mm. showing that there is some divide they they might have been able to pull it off like if they just kept him with her and then he finally broke after so much but i think the way they did it with showing the conflict this mm-hmm. way might give might allow for more stuff to happen in you know the final season yeah i just i you know i'm I, i'm concerned essentially that we're reduced to nameless villain nameless night king villain and cersei um which and now all of our supposedly you know characters that we're rooting for here are all now consolidated in one army in one place it, uh we might lose yeah. some of that complex motivation that well, i love so much in this show i agree and i think that's also just the problem with the premise of mm. what they have to do they have to end the show and all the stuff with the white walkers and defending the north that is a huge part of what like having that be a constant threat is just something that helps facilitate all the craziness that happens below the wall now that you know there, there is, is no more wall now that there's no more <laughs> wall it can't just be everyone fighting from a, like they have to all kind of team up a little bit mm-hmm. and although it isn't or it's different they've gotten rid of the boltons they've gotten rid of baelish they've gotten rid of like everyone but cersei and it's also a shortened season so i kind of view it as they're going to break the season into three Mm -hmm. uh or three different segments there's going to be john and danny fighting the people to the north while Tyrion is looking south and seeing cersei coming Mm -hmm. and advance in her plans you know well, they will know because if, in theory, Jamie gets up there and he tells them, they'll at least know that. That's she's... true, and and with their new form of teleportation that they've invented mm-hmm. in this yes. season, uh, <laughs> that'll 
<laughs> That'll be resolved very quickly. No, yes. but still. Uh, Dragons it, have super speed, apparently. Yes. Sonic Sonic speed. So do ravens, yes, apparently. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it's... <laughs> we'll see what happens with, with how all of that's played out. Yeah. You know, how they're going to fight off the enemy to the south while also fighting the enemy to the north. And I think that... Because there's only gonna be six episodes in this last season, I think it'll be tough having it'll be tough including like having the Boltons, like having all these other complex villains mm-hmm. is back when we had all of these characters split out and doing their own thing. Right. This is true. And you can't end a show with everyone still having their own personal or everyone fighting their own personal battles in different places. You had to bring them together so they can all fight towards the common, or like all end together, because they can't like have one ending over here. That's just a disjointed story. Yep, no, that makes sense. So they had they had to bring them all in the same in- into like the same storyline so they can end the story, have a conclusive ending. So while I get how that's not fun, uh, especially because or how that might not be as true to the rest of the show as it is in order to have it have an ending mm-hmm. you know, or a satisfying ending, let alone an ending that's even, you know, ends. Yep. You kind of have to bring them all into the same place, which, which I, I've seen that and I get why they've done it. And I'm, I'm fine with it. I'm happy seeing all the Winterfell, you know, reunions and, mm-hmm. And I'm also really happy watching all of the Valerian weapons pass from person to person <laughs> because we're just learning who's going to stab a White Walker uh, mm. when it happens. Because, mm-hmm. you know, again, in that episode four, which I will say it again, I think is my favorite episode in the entire show. Yep. Um, Arya gets a dagger. She gets Littlefinger's dagger. Yep. Uh, which we thought was Tyrion's dagger, but was actually... Little fingers, because he's a dick. Um, <laughs> My little finger. Exactly. <laughs> um, but she gets that, which means that she's going to have a big part to play. Yep. In that last season, she's going to be. I assume it's going to be her and Sansa. Uh, you know, fighting, or she's defending Sansa, or whatever, and she's going to have her her weapon, and she's going to do whatever. She's going to kill people and stuff. Yeah. So that's going to be a big part of it. John has Longclaw. Sam has his uh, family sword. Remember that from last season? Oh, I totally forgot about that. Yeah. Oh man. Um. So just just watching for all these things. Jamie has one. Mm-hmm. Jamie has a Valyrian weapon. There's currently one hiding underground uh, in King's Landing in the uh, oh, yeah. with Joffrey. Yeah. Uh. So it's I just like because. And we're leading up to a huge battle. Mm-hmm. And I'm really interested in seeing how it's going to be done. Because I'm out. So my least, actually, I had two problems with episode six. One, which I don't know why we haven't talked about it. The plan was so stupid. Yes. So stupid. Yeah, that it did feel remarkably dumb. Like, that's another reason why another i guess diversion from what characters should be doing yeah no one's thinking 
Also, this season, Tyrion became stupid. He's normally the smartest character. Yeah, what the heck happened there? Because, I mean, the... Well, the the whole uh, Lannister port debacle... Um, uh, the, the Him, you know, losing, losing most of his armies to a, a useless keep aside. Yeah. Uh, he just... He feels like he's lost his ability to... Um, have that convincing rapport with Danny. Uh, I think more so than I felt like in previous seasons. Yeah. Um, and I think it's uh, the characters felt like it. It it like Danny sort of suddenly lost a ton of faith in him. Uh, uh, it just sort of seemed very sudden in a way. Um, yeah, and, and again, it's a problem with the shortened season. Yeah, no, this is true. This is true. Um. So yeah, and and I I think. With him now being stupid, frankly, he <laughs> takes away his reason for being in the show. I mean, yeah. he's still one of the best characters. Don't mm-hmm. get me wrong. Yep. Um, By the, far. I would probably say the best scene from an interesting character standpoint in the episode seven was when he was talking to Cersei. Yep. He killed it. Yeah. Like, Peter Dinklage. Yes. Well, off well, to you. well played. Yeah, it's yeah. that. That was that was one of the. That's something the show's been missing with these intimate character scenes where we get to see these characters who are so conflicted and going back and forth at each other, and yep. that's what makes the show the show. And I felt like this was a return to that, and it was really strong. Yep, and really good. So, yeah, no, I totally agree. That was, I mean, he did a fantastic job there. Um, mm-hmm. the level of con- you know the level of uh, conflictedness over oh I'm walking into this and I'm like mostly sure that I'm gonna die here, uh, you know it was yeah no it was well done, yeah so it's we'll see where they yeah. take take that we'll see if they give Tyrion back some smarts hopefully we'll see what happens with the Golden Company and their elephants. Exactly. Get elephants in Westeros. Also, zombie dragons. Because zombie dragons, apparently, yes. now. Oh, yeah. So, back to my point, which... Yes, sorry. Is, it is re- referring that I completely... So, that was a complete tangent off of the point I was making yes. about um, the whole episode six. Yep. Um, I had a problem with how stupid that, that was mm-hmm. because of that reason. My other problem was the fighting. The, the fighting in that episode, I think, is the worst... It was the worst fighting in the show. Yep. Like, I get it. Like, I, I get what they're going for. But I thought, one, too much snow. So it was too blurry. Mm-hmm. And I get why they do that. So they can have less in each shot and it mm-hmm. still be... Also, you get sort of that contrast of, like, the dark army and the white snow. And... Yeah, so yeah. I get why they do that. But, like, especially in the bear scene, I couldn't see who was fighting who. Like, it mm-hmm. was different than a lot of the other scenes where we can actually where we see the characters we can we know who everyone is and you know i think comparing it let's say back to episode four with the loot train and also back to a hard home Mm -hmm. um the last time there was a fight in the north there was significantly less you know foggy snow in the background yep um or for for Hardon, there was significantly less foggy snow, and it was done really well. This time, it was hard to tell what was going on. And then also comparing it to uh, the Lutrain battle, 
there was a lot of fog. There was a lot of dust because, mm-hmm. you know, dragons. Smoke and... Yeah. Yeah, yeah. But the, there was still a personal yeah. connection to it. I think also a lot of it was the colors in that battle were a lot more clear between them, right? Like, you had yeah. the red of the Lannisters, the tan of the uh, Dothraki. You have, like, the obvious dragons true. and whatnot, right? So, But with the snow, is like... You have people wearing gray furs on white snow, yeah, it's fighting like people green, in black, black and white. gray robes. Exactly. Yeah, it's, it's, I think it's... it's I think I, the most colorful thing in that entire section was uh, the one guy's beard. I mean, I agree. <laughs> Tormund's beard should be something to applaud. I mean, um, I but, think we need to see more of Tormund's beard, honestly. But my problem wasn't even seeing what side was what, because mm. I can kind of tell what's a zombie and what's not. Yep. I couldn't tell who people were. Yeah. Like, I never felt... So, I, I never felt like any character was ever really in danger. Because, frankly, none of them were. Yeah. They should have. Tormund should have been dead. Yep. He should be dead, which he might be, but... What? We'll, we'll find that out. We'll, we'll talk about that when we get to the end of episode seven, but... Ooh. Um, but like he should have, he was being dragged into the into death. Yep. He should have died. I also think Jorah should have died. I think it would have been a much better. I think it would have been a good ending for that character. Something that I think the show should have done this season that they didn't. They should have, um, because they have all these characters rather than just bringing them all to the same place. Prune a little bit. They should have cut out some of the fat. Yeah. I'm not saying Jorah's fat. Um, because you know. Sam did shave off a lot of it. Um, <laughs> no, but I think they what they should have done is he should have been Danny should have gotten there with all that Deus Ex Machina dragonness. I'll get to that in a second. Mm. Um, she should have been there and like ready to pick everyone off, and then at the last second, right as like she's looking into Jorah's eyes, like he gets stabbed by one of the zombies, mm. and like that would have been like a really sad moment. At the same time, Danny would have been too sad because she also lost one of her babies in that fight. That baby's known as Viserion, and that baby is a dragon. Well, he's not so much dead anymore. He's uh, he's quite alive now, in fact. I I don't know if alive's the word I would use. Animated, certainly. Undead. Yeah. Yeah. he, he, Yeah. He was dead, but now he's undead. Yeah, well, to be fair, she's also never really had, I think, once she got her dragons, she's never really had a massive personal loss, I feel like. And so I think, yeah, it's... Mm-hmm. Going by the law of Game of Thrones, it's high time for her to get one at some point here. Yeah, I mean, I think losing a dragon is probably pretty big. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, I mean, especially because she treats them as her babies, yep. even though she did lock Maybe. two of them up. Uh, for a long time and yeah, it was time out. You know. just, yeah. <laughs> Besides the point. Yeah. And also that was their first battle. Yeah. Um because Drogon was in he's fought in other stuff. He was at the loot train, he was the one that, you know, saved Danny at in Marine. Mm-hmm. Um but here it was first time Viserion and uh Rhaegal, I think. Mm actually got into battle and it turned out not a good move nope <laughs> Viserion and Rhaegal got so scared after Viserion was was hurt he flew away 
which I didn't realize when watching the show. Uh, only when I heard other people say that he flew away, I was like, mm, that makes sense. But again, a problem with the snow, everything is too blurry. You can't really tell what's going on. Yep. And indistinct dragon shadows doesn't help. Exactly. Yeah. But, so back to... So then... So whatever. I They had problems with that. And we'll yeah. see in episode... My original point, in episode... Or not in episode, in next season, in season eight, what these battles are going to look like. Are they are they going to be as dynamic? And actually, you know why the Lutrain battle was so great? Yeah. It was because it's the first time when we had people that we liked on both sides. Yeah, that's true. Because uh, the whole time, we are rooting for, you know, Danny and the Dothraki to kick ass. Yeah. But at the same time... You also care about Jamie. We have Jamie and Braun. Yep. You know, I also... I don't think they should have, just because he's amazing. Um, but Braun could have died in that battle, mm-hmm. and that would have been... Yeah. Braun is the only sort of puckish rogue character, though, to have survived. And yeah. I feel like you need at least one guy cracking a joke, or everything gets way too serious. That's true. That's true. And I... I don't want him to die because mm-hmm. he's one of my favorite characters in the show. Yep. But, you know. Yeah. That could have been... I mean, you know, I'm, I'm pretty sure also similar. Like, Brienne is probably going to get knocked out next season early on, it would be my guess. Pod, Pod I, is going to get... Oh, I don't even know. Mm-hmm. Just because I thought a lot of characters would have died this year. Mm-hmm. And they didn't. Yeah. There's a chance that they don't have the same size balls as George R. R. Martin. Yep. That they, you know, want to get these big dramatic moments, but they only save it for a couple key deaths rather than the shocking red wedding level death. Yep. Um, and I think Yeah, there's definitely it feels like less willingness to just take down important characters yeah. for the sake of really making a, a driven story in a way. Yeah. I can, however, see next season that there's one battle. I don't know if they're all going to break apart, but like one mm-hmm. where there's a group of people and there's people that we know and we like. Mm-hmm. I could probably see it happening with um, uh, the squad is probably after the Clegane Bowl because that's going to happen. Yep. Um, like when it's Brienne, the Hound, Tormund, and like a bunch of like these smaller characters, they go into battle mm-hmm. and like. They get so far, but mm-hmm. then ultimately, they all die. Yeah, and like have just a big, all these characters that we know and love happen in like episode two or three, just taken away from us. Mm-hmm. That would be, that would be in a, a George R. R. Martin move. Yeah, I don't know if you know, or like they get just get yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I don't. I don't know if uh, Weiss and uh, actually George R. R. Martin move would just be to have them all be obliterated in one giant blue ball of fire from the dragon. Well, I can see that happening at the end of the fight, but we do need a moment where they look around and it's like, ah, holy shit, we're all gonna die. And then, yep. you know, Viserion comes in and just. Because they just need a moment where they look into each or a moment where Brienne and uh, Tormund just look into each other's eyes and mm-hmm. then white lightning attack. Uh, which, in case you're. Another point uh, that I made at the end of episode six, which mm-hmm. is if you didn't get the joke I just made, um, which 
I think Alex did. I did. Uh, Game of Thrones is ridiculously inspired by Yu-Gi-Oh! Because right now they have the Blue-Eyes White Dragon going up against two Red-Eyes Black Dragons. And it's just... It's, it makes me happy. <laughs> I made that joke, and I was so proud of myself uh, for making such a clever quip mm-hmm. uh, in regards to... Uh, um, you know the show uh so yeah yeah no it's yeah i I definitely could see like a band of them getting knocked off early on in the season yeah and and i think they could do that and that would be really great yeah but at the end i i know for a fact that the starks are gonna make it to to the last episode um i don't know if all of them Mm. make them out of the last episode um but i know they're gonna make it to the odds on who survives um We'll see. I don't know. Um, but Will John get resurrected a second time? I don't think so. No. I think one of two things will happen. Mm-hmm. One, in the last episode, John sacrifices himself. Yep. I can see and that. And dies, and yep. everyone gets behind Danny. Or... Or... John doesn't die, and John and Danny continue to. It makes me so uncomfortable. <laughs> like, <laughs> I'm not about it. Like, I, I understand that they're supposed to be, like, prophecies of Satan that they're the ones to get together. Mm. But it's so weird. They don't. Those two characters. I hate to say it. Even even with the buildup all of season seven it feels like there's just not that i don't want to say chemistry but like well i would say uh tumblr probably disagrees with you well tumblr is a place for many things um (laughs) but no i just i don't know uh yeah it just it felt sort of a little stilted um, through allowed a lot of the season and also it doesn't help of course that they juxtapose the reveal of um yeah his his real lineage with uh, the so weird with the sex scene it, so it was just a awkward timing i think um especially cutting back and forth between samuel tarley and random john and danny samuel tarley and random john and danny it was just awkward yeah there's lots of john but yeah, there was a, the episode. There was a lot of a lot of snowy butt there. Um, yeah, all Targaryen. Butt. A lot of Tar- that's just, This is true. A lot of Targaryen. Because his name is Aegon Targaryen. You know, that's his of, actual name. That was also of... revealed in the same scene. Mm-hmm. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. A lot of a lot of Targaryen incest all in one scene. Yeah. yeah. I, I I guess they kind of had to juxtapose uh, this pure um, exposition dump. Mm-hmm. With something interesting with to exciting watch. Exciting sex scenes. Yeah. I don't know. I feel like Game of Thrones has never really had a problem doing a whole bunch of exposition dump in the past, though, where they'll just do it and people will be like, oh, this is actually really cool and freak out about just the exposition. Yeah. Um, which I think, I don't know. It felt a little bit less Game of Thrones and more like Fox TV when I watched that. Like, it just. Yeah, I, mean, I didn't have as much of a problem with it from a TV show standpoint. Just from a personal anti-incest standpoint, <laughs> uh, no incest, I, not incest. That's that's where I stand. <laughs> yeah, 
But. Well, I'm. I mean, I don't want to be saying, um, telling, telling both of them, hey, you're actually. Uh... That's gonna be super awkward. Yeah. Um, that being said, in the books, which again I haven't read, this mm-hmm. is just all from me listening to other people talk about it. In the books, um, Targaryens. I don't know if likes the right word. Actually, probably is like they like to uh, keep. Keep it in the family. Keep it in the family. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So it's not out of the ordinary yep. what's happening for Targaryens, but at the same time, ew. <laughs> it's icky. Well, oh well. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it's not as bad as Twincest, but that's... Ooh, Twincest. That's a... Twincest is my least favorite kind of incest. Especially as a twin. It's... Yeah. <laughs> Yucky. <laughs> On that delightful note. <laughs> yeah. 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 So, uh, any other thoughts? Well, I mean, uh, do we want to talk about the, the last scene of the show where they come in and blow down the wall and Tormund and uh, Beric are there and slowly running down a million stairs from Mm -hmm. a high point on the wall Mm -hmm. uh which does not seem like the safest place to be no no they should probably include like a safety slide yeah well i would just say just run along the wall like to the other end don't hide down run to the section of the wall that's not gonna fall down i don't know about that like that just because like makes far more sense i'm pretty sure they were like in the middle Mm -hmm. and if they ran to one of the side, I mean, I feel like there's too much ground. I think it's faster to get down than it is to get over. I don't think it is because you have to keep in mind there's a lot of people fleeing. There's rocks hitting the stairwells. I think the stairwell will crumble so much faster. Well, regardless. Yeah. Well, we'll see. There's a reason why they didn't show them dying, so they're clearly yeah. alive. Oh, oh. Oh. I mean. I think I would like it if they didn't show them dying off screen, but if they did it so they could have a big reveal that they were whites and like a shocking twist that Barry mm. and Torben were both whites, that would be cool. That'd be crazy though. That would be crazy. Because the thing is, that's going to happen at some point. There's going to be a battle where it's a bunch of people that we know that are dead that are fighting against mm-hmm. people that we know that are alive. Yep. And I'm very excited for that. I don't know when it's going to happen in the show, um, but we'll see. Yep. And we'll also see how all the stuff with Cersei ends. It just seems like Cersei's... <sighs> She's starting to just turn into the crazy lady. The crazy the crazy incest lady. Yeah. I, I also think there's a chance that they end the whole thing with... Uh... Actually, I have no idea how they're going to end. I mean, they could have ended the show with... Whole Arya assassinates her. I don't think Arya's not going to assassinate her. She's um, on her list. Yes, I just, I think it's. I just think that's not as interesting as uh, Jamie or even. Um, well, it wouldn't follow the, pro- the prophecy, I guess. So unless she was wearing Jamie's face. Oh. Oh, that'd be crazy. But at the same time, I if that if that were to happen, mm-hmm. they would have done that this season. Fair. 
Fair. Yeah, they 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 would have had a a different plan of action for Fair. for Arya. Arya wouldn't be in Winterfell. She would. Yeah, because I I think Arya is not in a position to do that, and she might be towards the end of next season, but yeah, we'll see. I don't know. I I have a feeling one of the sisters are gonna die. Oh yeah, for sure. And it's gonna be really sad. Yep. Because what? Either Arya is going to be defending Sansa, or not to say Sansa can't defend herself, but like but... She, she she does not have the same uh, sword skills yes. and other fighting skills as an Arya. But there's going to I have a feeling there's going to be a scene with Arya and Sansa where. Arya does everything she can to save Sansa, and either mm-hmm. she succeeds but dies doing so, or Sansa, uh, or she's or she does not succeed and mm. she has to watch Sansa die. Ooh, I yeah, I, I can see it. I mean, well, I I think just for because I like those those have become two of my favorite characters on the show. I would not like to see them die. At mm-hmm. the same time, I would trade John to keep both of them. To be honest, I'm actually not a huge John fan. I, I I can I can take or leave him. Yeah. It's I'm, I think I'm with you on that. I mean I don't dislike him. Yeah, I don't know for sure. Just I I think he's just more of a vehicle for the story. Yeah. Rather than being awesome characters that we like and enjoy watching, we yeah. enjoy watching John because we enjoy watching Kingdom of Thrones. We enjoy watching Arya and this season Sansa because um they are such Good characters. Because they developed into good characters. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. John's is just you know, he's like the standard. He's good a guy character. You trade exactly. You have to have exactly. Yeah. He he took it over from his uncle. Yeah, he's uh, he's the Sean Bean two point Exactly. Exactly. Um, Which means he will die. Oh, that's true. If he he, is, he if, just has a delay on death. If he is Sean Bean two point he will <laughs> he will die. He but. did already die though. Again, that's true. But Sean Bean, maybe that's why he came back because he's not Sean. Well, no, he is Sean Bean, and he's just gonna die again. We got extra Sean Bean this season. Maybe he just needs to make up for lost time and Mm. just get multiple just to just to catch up. Sean Bean rises from the dead. I am you, but stronger. (laughs) Ooh, that'd be cool. Yeah, a zombie Ned Stark. Ooh, I'd be down. Yeah, because I could see them taking over Winterfell. They're probably gonna. Mm-hmm. ransack that place yeah because it's close to the top of of the map and that's yep seems like a logical place to hit first yep totally our hit kind of early then again also everyone's meeting there so it, there's also a chance that the it also just seems like a very small castle relatively to, to fit that many people in so it's like well yeah you're right yeah at least the set pieces have been smaller yeah. Oh, speaking of, which I don't think we talked. We talked a little bit about the implications of Baelish, mm-hmm. um, but the scene where you know he ultimately gets the the cut, the the dagger the from his own knife. Yep. Yeah. Well, no, it was a dagger. It was a dagger. Yeah. yeah. The dagger to the face, under face. The neck. underface. That's the yeah, underface. That's it's a new word for it. All the kids are calling it underface now. Um, 
the one thing I think we didn't talk about in that scene that I kind of wanted to, which goes back to my point of why I kind of like Sansa more now than mm-hmm. before, is again this this scene I felt like kind of made up for a lot of the faults earlier in the season. Yep. It was just kind of like, okay, we messed up before and here's us just getting back on track. Yep. Um, and I feel like the scene did it in a really good way. Cause I was, you know, I, I was worried that the show was going to continue down the path that Sansa and Arya were going to go at each other's throats. Mm-hmm. And I was worried that they would have taken it a step too far. Yep. And had, like like Peter mentioned in the previous episode, uh, Brienne fight Arya, mm-hmm. which I'm gonna be honest, I would have hated that. Yeah, because I think what would have happened is Brienne would have ultimately died. died. Yep, and that would have been really sad. Yeah, but also one of the more emotional scenes in the show. Mm-hmm. But I digress. I think how Sansa acted in this episode, how he finally incorporated Bran and their plans. <laughs> the guy who can see everything throughout all of time before mm-hmm. uh, can maybe he can give us some clues. Yeah, it might be helpful. Yeah, just you know, occasionally. Uh, yeah, apparently there was a deleted scene that um, showed them bringing Bran in a little bit earlier. Gotcha, gotcha. Explained how I he was ruined the surprise. Exactly. Um, but yeah, uh, I think just how. Arya acted it's a, a step for her in like the right direction she's becoming you know a, or I guess a lady mm-hmm. like while she was temporary lady when her fellow John was away yep. I felt like this was a scene where like she's reclaiming her agency she's, yeah she comes into her own as a character I think a yeah. lot more and I think having Arya as the person that uh, kills Baelish. I think it's kind of showing them uniting mm-hmm. into like one force. Because before Ned was he, like when he sentenced someone to die, he was the one to kill him. I think this, I guess, comparing it showed that Arya and Sansa are now on the same team. Mm-hmm. They are now the ladies of yep. Winterfell. They are they're a squad. They're gonna stick together. Well, and they made a brief mention of that too. Um, yeah, with that the the scene of, of Arya saying that she's just the executioner. Another great scene, by the way. Yep. Yeah. No. Oh, totally. Yeah. The, the the one one of the few good Arya Sansa scenes, or the only I think the only good one since, or one of the not including the Baelish mm-hmm. death scene. Definitely I would say the, the only ones. good one between those two characters since episode four when she got back yep i can see that um that was a really good scene but yes mm-hmm. it does bring that up it does i think show them i guess uniting in a mm-hmm. way that they had done before and i think that unity is what really is going to keep them around until yep. one of them dies in episode six agreed or one or they don't die but we'll see Ooh. Plot twist, no one dies in the end. Yeah. How funny would it be if just the two dragons just go and say, ha ha, we're going to burn you all and burn <laughs> them all and 
<laughs> end of and then the rest end of, of the, story. The, the seven more seasons, it just turns into a soap opera with Denny and and uh, John. Yeah. Or, hear me out. Mm. I thought I had a point. I didn't. That's fair. Um, <laughs> no, it was. I was gonna have just some stupid, like card game between you know, Tyrion and Bronn, and just. <laughs> Just making fun of each other, yep. just for four episodes. Oh, I'd be very okay with that, <laughs> honestly. Yeah, that would be nice. But there's too much stuff that they have to do. Maybe even too much for six episodes. Oh dear. Um, but yeah, it's gonna be jam packed. I am very excited. This this finale, while I was worried after episodes five and six, definitely got me super excited for next season. Um, so yeah. Yeah. We're going to finally see who will win the Game of Thrones. Oh, or if there's no one that wins the Game of Thrones. No, someone will. Well, I guess, yeah, the Night King might. Yeah. The Night King, yeah, that's fair. He can. I, that, that's a very Game of Thrones ending if the Night King wins. Yep. I could see that potentially happening. And you just use the final scene is him sitting on the throne. That'd be hilarious. <laughs> yeah. Actually, it would be even better if he was standing next to the throne wearing a hand pin and George R. R. Martin is just sitting there. <laughs> That'd be pretty good. Yeah. George R. R. Martin cameo would be great. That would be great. You can make him a white. Yeah. Okay. All uh, right. Any other thoughts? Game of no, Thrones? I think that's all I had. Yeah. Oh, I totally forgot to. You know, I figured out the other segue that we probably should have done. Oh, what was that? Christina Henwick. She's in both shows. Oh, yeah. Or was in both shows for the current season. Yep. Because Finn Jones was also in both shows, but he was killed off last season. Oh, yeah, that's true. By lots of fire. Did forget about... Oh, yeah. Um, So much fire. Yeah. But, yeah, that's... Mm -hmm. That is our episode talking about the Defenders. That's our show. Thank you so much for listening. Uh, Be sure to uh, like and subscribe on iTunes, SoundCloud, uh google play uh again shameless plug for my other podcast uh on set with errol koenig um hopefully we'll get some new episodes up soon um yeah so that's also on itunes soundcloud google play like subscribe rate review um like our facebook page do all the social things yes um and then for this podcast too caught monologuing uh itunes soundcloud google play rate subscribe like review share with friends force friends to listen yes listen um, in the shower really listen anywhere you want play um, on a boombox as you bike down the street yes do, definitely do that yeah if, if you if do you, that and just either we see you or um you send a video or if we find out some way uh we will give you a special prize yet to be determined determined <laughs> um but yeah uh should probably also check to see if anyone left a review of the podcast because we do read all oh. reviews of the podcast. You do? Currently, we have oh. two reviews. Um, we read the last one on the last episode uh, and the one before that. Uh, and it's very exciting whenever we get a review. We're always so excited, you know, to. Re- interact with our fans mm-hmm. and ryan's family <laughs> um 
yeah. All right, so still only two reviews, um, but really any rating or review will be so much appreciated. Um, we will read it at the end of every episode. Um, so yeah, be sure to do that on iTunes, SoundCloud, Google Play, all that fun stuff. Um, also, wait, another shameless plug coming at you. Uh, Popcorn Confessionals coming soon. Um, more on that later, um, but it's going to be cool. Um, so keep your ears peeled and your eyes open. Uh, and your fingers ready. Yes. And your mouth hungry for a podcast. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, again, thank you for listening. Um, and we'll see you next time. Doodles. Bye.